Welcome. Pull up a chair, fill your mug, get comfy, join us at the table for the most unusual tea party. Here's your host and graphologist, Teresa Abram. Welcome to Season 3 of A Most Unusual Tea Party, where we use the letter T to unlock a person's story, giving us an unusual look into the mystery guests who join me at the table. I'm Teresa Abram, a handwriting analyst and graphologist, and if you are curious about decoding the messages of the subconscious mind, then pour yourself a mug of something yummy and join me at the table. This season of the podcast, I don't know my guests before they join me at the table. All I know is their name, what their handwriting looks like, and that my mug is on hand. But before I spill the tea on what I'm drinking, you're going to find out who our mystery guest is at the same time I do, and you're going to find out what their love language is. So without further ado, let's find out who our mystery guest is today. Welcome to the show, Kaylee Hanlon. I am so delighted to meet you. Thank you for having me. I am really excited to learn a little bit more about you. I've been looking at your handwriting now for a few days. I've had it up on my wall and getting to know you that way but I'd really like to hear a little bit about you and what you do for a living. So I co-own a business called Empowered Minds with my mom, actually. So we started it a couple years ago. And in 2018, we published a guided activity journal called The Joy Journal. It's for young girls, seven and up, and it teaches them self-love and builds confidence and works on being resilient. And so we really wanted to bring lessons that her and I had learned through our whole lives into a fun, creative, interactive thing. And so we came up with this journal for girls so they can build some of those life lessons early on and don't have to go through all of the the nitty gritty that we all went through <laughs> for many, many years. So we did that. And then I, both of us actually do all of this with our full-time jobs. So I still have a corporate job in purchasing, which I also love. So I get the best of both worlds. You're a busy lady then. Your organization skills, which you show in your handwriting, come in handy. Oh, good. Organize your time so that you actually have the allotted time for everything that you want to do. So this joy journal that you're talking about, is that online or is it a paper journal? It is a paperback. Yep. So um, you can find it on Amazon and then we have it on our website as well. But it is a physical book so that they can write in it. And um, in the back, we actually included several blank pages so that the girls can kind of doodle or write or draw. Because I remember being that age and always kind of doodling on the side of my pages. And so I just wanted to give that girl, the girl creative freedom to kind of enjoy. That is awesome. Well, I am a total supporter of that. Let me tell you, Thank you. <laughs> anytime that we can get people actually writing physically on paper, there are so many benefits mentally that go far below just getting the words out and, and the reflection that happens as they're writing it. But so much that's happening in the brain and connections and synapses that are firing that are healthy. So that is extraordinarily cool that you do that. And you mentioned it's available on your website. What is your website? It's um, www.mindsempowered.com. Minds with an S empowered.com. Is there any other way that they can get a hold of you if they want to follow up? Yeah, of course. On Instagram, um, you can find us at just own you. And actually that's what the joy part of the journal stands for is just own you because we want these young girls to just learn to own themselves, right? And all the good and all the bad. And that's, that's what makes self-confidence and self-love so awesome is just loving all the bits and pieces of you. 
So on Instagram and Facebook, we are at um, backslash just O'Neill. As you're talking about that, and I'm thinking that's exactly what I say to people about their handwriting. Just own it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just own it as a part of you. It's simply an extension. Exactly. Super. Where are you located, Kaylee? I am in Columbus, Ohio in the United States. Very cool. I think that's one of the best gifts of COVID, at least for me, is that it's really allowed me to open up my business to people that otherwise I never would have met. Yes, it's been so awesome to be able to connect with people from all over the place virtually. So while the traveling has slowed down a little bit, it's, it's awesome to meet people this way as well. Yeah, I agree. Well, this is going to be some fun then, Kaylee. So let's take a look at your okay. handwriting. You gave me a lovely sample. Now, the first thing that really jumped out at me is the fact that it's very light pressure. Did you use a ballpoint pen when you were writing or is it a pencil? I did use a ballpoint pen. Beautiful. Thank you. Because that really does tell me something about the choice of pen that you use and how much ink is actually left on the page. Tells me quite a bit about the person behind the pen. Say That's fascinating that you can just tell from just the, the pressure. It is. I mean, you think of, uh, I don't know if I dare say Donald Trump right now, but <laughs> if you think of Donald Trump with his black Sharpie pen, that tells you something very distinctive about that person where whatever he's writing over, he's dominating it because he's using a black Sharpie. Oh. And there's a choice to doing that, right? And so for you to make a choice that uses a pen that doesn't leave a lot of ink on the paper, it kind of just skates across the surface, tells me something really specific about you. And it's also combined with small writing. So your writing on average is about, if we take your middle zone, it's about two to three millimeters high. So it's considered on the small side. And what that indicates is somebody who is very sensitive, very peaceful, very gentle, someone who doesn't like conflict, you don't like violence. <laughs> All of that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's how we can really tell is, is just that the softness that comes across in your writing that part of you is reflected in your writing that way. Now, it also shows, though, that you do have a keen mentality and concentration because it is a small writing that you have. So it shows you have keen mentality, concentration, but you are not one to show it off. When I look at your writing and your signature, there is no signs of ostentatiousness there. It's all very reserved. So you do not, you're not one to brag and show off. Boy, you are hitting the nail on the head. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good to know. I think it's always amazing to me how every time I look at handwriting and I think, you know, it's, it's when you don't even read the words and you just look at the overall, there's so much that we just know about a person. That's very cool. The other part about just the overall impression of your writing that I wanted to comment on is that you have very organized lines. You leave plenty of space between one line and the next so that there's absolutely no chance of any entanglement. One line does not drop down into the other. They are kept very separate and very organized. You have a normal amount of spacing between your words. Sometimes people can leave really big giant spaces or they cram their words really close together and yours are, are pretty normal. When I measure the size of your, your M, quite often the space that you have in between is very similar to that, the size of your M and that's considered normal. So this tells me you're gonna be very conscientious and accurate but you could take it a little bit too far sometimes and you might be prone to splitting hairs. Yes, that's fair. You can relate to that? I, I do have a tendency to, um, 
I don't want to call it overthinking, but I guess it's it's being a little meticulous and making sure that things are all in order and detailed. And so sometimes, for example, in my business, it kind of, um, and many business owners might have this, it, it'll hold me back a little bit because I want to make sure my offer, my book, or whatever I'm doing is is right. And I have to kind of remember sometimes like, eh, we're all human, like, it's good. It's okay. You've got this far. Let's just release it into the world and see what happens. So done is better than perfect. Yes. I could see that with your writing. Absolutely. Is that you can go back and forth. There's a decision to be made and really they're both right. Yes. The next part about your writing is that oddly your T's are not very talkative at all. (laughs) Right. It was kind of a surprise when I'm looking at your T's and I'm like, there's really not a lot that I can tell from your T. When I zoomed out and I started actually reading the content of what your sample contains, I realized that the reason why it's really not telling me a lot is because it's almost like you're writing in third person. Okay. There's only, I think you did one personal pronoun I in printing. You did one in writing and one in printing. And the rest, that's it. Only one in in the whole page of writing. And it's like you're writing about somebody else. And that's probably why your teeth were not actually telling me very much about you. Because I don't think the content was directly related to who you are as a person. I see. Okay. So we're actually not going to talk tea today on the tea party. (laughs) (laughs) So Kaylee, cheers to you. That's a first for the tea party. And that's okay because there's lots of other good stuff that we can talk about. Because what really caught my attention was your why. Oh, okay. Your why definitely steals the story in your handwriting. Now, you have quite a few different ways of doing the why. When I look at your writing, there's a lot of different ways that you do it. For the most part, I don't look at your cursive at all. To me, it looks like it's not your natural hand, and I think it's maybe something you haven't written with for a long time. That is correct. (laughs) It is not natural to write in cursive any longer. (laughs) Yeah, and that shows. So I'm really not going to be looking at that. The only thing is when I saw your personal pronoun I, it did tell me some information and that was backed up by your printing I, but otherwise we're not really looking at that. So when we look at your why in your printing, there's two varieties that I want to look at. You really have more than that. I think there's about three or four different ways that I identified, but I really want to look at two. So one is that the tail of the why, so that's the part, that stem part that drops below the imaginary line of writing. We all have a baseline in writing. And sometimes that the why has a tail that drops below that imaginary line. And what happens to your why is that it turns out to be kind of short. It gets abbreviated in places. So when you drop it down, you just bring it down as a little stem, but it doesn't really go as far as it could, especially in comparison with the height of the rest of your letters. And that's tells me something because these ones, they're just straight. There's no loop. And on those ones, there's not a cradle. Though some of yours, you do have a cradle, but I'm not looking at those. Just the ones that go straight down, no loop, no cradle. And that tells me, Kaylee, that you're actually very comfortable being on your own. You don't need a group of people around you. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I'm guessing that for you, like COVID quarantining is really not much of a mental strain for you. It hasn't been that bad. I I think there are some things that I miss in general, like concerts or live music. But I think there's a lot of people that miss those type of things. (laughs) You're right. I like to be in my own little space. And so I I can be creative there. I can read there. I can do my business from there. And so I 
I really have no problems kind of being on my own, like you said. Now, if you were quarantining with somebody who you didn't particularly like and they were in your space, that would cause problems. Yes, it would. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the second way that you do your why that's really very, very, very telling is that you do do a why where you make the tail stem. It is longer and it puts you have a little hook on the end, but you really pull it to the right hand side of the page. And it's most pronounced in the word story and in the word hype. In your second paragraph, there's the word hype, where again, Mm -hmm. instead of coming straight down, that tail of the Y pulls to the right and then curves around. And you do do that three times in your sample. So now I'm going to pay attention to it. If you only did it once or twice, yeah, no big deal. But you do it three times. Okay. What that means is that while you know, the reduced social gatherings and meeting up with people physically, it's not taking a toll on you. You are worried about your future security and that might be materially or relationship wise. Oh boy. That was hitting the nail right on the head. That is true. Um, During COVID, I was furloughed for some time from my corporate world. And so it it was concerning. It was really hard. And I didn't know what was going to happen. So absolutely. And, and that nerve, I think, is still that nervousness is still there for us um, as a business. And so, of course, not only that job, but then, you know, my personal business that I have with my mother, that is, you know, we're entrepreneurs in that sense. So there's always a chance it could not work. It could stall. It could, you know, a thousand different other things. So for sure, have I felt that? Wow, that's I'm like blown away right now that that my why just tells you that alone. Right? That's what I say. Your why's definitely, they pick up all the slack that the T gave there. It's a very, very distinctive pull. The other thing that I'll just mention, and I think it's really interesting, is because you talked about you're in business with your mom, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And our personal pronoun I, when we write it, if you're an English speaker, is really, really powerful. And it tells about how we see ourselves in our family relationship. It's sort of that, where do we see our position in the world and the influence from mother and father as it stands for us. So when you did your cursive I and you did one printing I, they both told me the same story. It says that your mom is a huge influence on you. Huge. When you did your cursive, you only have the one loop. There's not that front part that oftentimes when you do a cursive personal pronoun I, you go up around, you make a tall loop, and then you go out to the left and come back again. There's like this little extra bit. Yours doesn't have that at all. And that's usually relating to the father. So this tells me your mom is a central part of your life. Wow. And then again, when I look at your printing one, the top bar, you have like a Roman numeral one. Mm -hmm. which shows me that maybe just maybe you're not necessarily reaching your full potential right now that I think you still maybe feel a little bit that there's still some left. Yeah. Maybe you're not sure what your role is in the world. Maybe you're not sure what direction to go, but there is definitely still that feeling of not quite settled in where you want. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I definitely can relate to that as well. And then of course my, my mom is a huge part of my life. You know, she's, She's a mentor. She's my friend. She's my mom. She's my business partner. So she uh, pretty influential in my life. That's very cool that you can just tag that on just from one letter. So when you do it in printing in the Roman numeral I, the top bar is your mom and you can see how it's so much longer than the bottom bar. 
Mm. It starts further to the left and carries over. So it shows me that your mom plays a central role in your life. She does. Yes. I thought that was interesting as you were talking about your mom. Very interesting. <laughs> That's so cool. See, now every time you write your eye, you're going to be like, oh, it's like a love note to my <laughs> yes, mom. I'll, I'll think of my mom every time I write the letter I. <laughs> it's a love note to your mom every time you write it. Yes. Oh, that's so sweet. So love note to your mom. Let's talk about your love language, Kaylee. Yes. You did take the test prior to talking with me, right? I did. Awesome. The love language for our listeners, of course, are based on the theory of Dr. Gary Chapman, where we each have a primary way of receiving love, a way that makes us feel loved and complete. And if we were suddenly to never, ever, ever have it again, we would not feel loved. We would be really insecure in our relationship. So Kaylee, when I look at your writing, it's smaller, which shows that you like to focus your attention. It's organized but not to the point of being ruler straight and too rigid. It's organized, but there's a little bit of a wave and a little bit of flexibility that shows in it. Some of your letters are touching. So even though most of it is printing, you do have letters that bump into one another. You make sure that they're touching, which shows that you do like to be close. There is a connection there that you like, but we already know that you don't like a big group of people. That's really not what's going to float your boat. What really floats your boat is quality time where you can have a really good one-on-one conversation and know that they are focused on you and you are focused on them. Yes, that was exactly what I got in the test too, was quality time. And it's a hundred percent true. I really do enjoy um, speaking with people either one-on-one or in small groups, getting to know people more past the surface level and and deeper getting to know them for who they are as a human not just you know some basic qualities about them yeah idle chit chat would not be your not your jam yeah exactly well that's very cool when you took the test what was your runner-up do you know um words of affirmation yeah okay good that's my guess was going to be words of affirmation because you do show a little bit of sensitivity to, to criticism because some of your d stems and some of your t stems get a loop in them but it wasn't the most predominant feature, which is why I've decided, no, it's quality time for sure for you. That's still interesting though, to know that just those loops in the stem can show that I do like the words of affirmation because like you had said at the very beginning, I am somebody who's sensitive, who is not a big fan of um, confrontation. And so it's interesting that you're getting all of that just from a little loop. It's a little loop that we think means nothing, but really it means the world. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, because that's not how we're trained, we're not trained to do it that way, right? Textbook, it does not. And that's why, and anytime we see a loop in the upper zone, like we do in the D stem, it's a container for emotion. Oh, wow. Anytime. And it it applies to anytime we see a random loop where it shouldn't be, it's going to be a container for emotion. Now I'm going to be looking at everybody else's handwriting that I know, and I'm going to go, do you have a little loop? Do you have a little loop? Well, you know, this is the thing, like for companies, if you're really looking and you're managing people, you know, taking a quick look, if you know some of the simple things for people, if you know that they're sensitive to criticism, it's going to frame how you deal with that person. Yes, that's so true. It's so easy. Then you know that, okay, you got to be a little bit gentler and you make sure that you surround it also with the praise and make sure you're letting them know, yeah, this is what you're doing right. And can we maybe look at this? It'll change 
the entire work culture if you start talking to them in a way that isn't going to offend them right off the bat. Yeah, it's true though. I mean, just in this short conversation, you have nailed me down pretty, I mean, a hundred percent. And obviously as humans, we're, we're more than just like we said, the surface area, but this has really gone deep into who I am and some of my experiences and why I'm so sensitive or, or not a fan of criticism. And so it's very interesting that the handwriting alone without you and I ever connecting or meeting prior to has brought up these qualities in me as, as a human. It is. It's really fascinating. That's cool that you can recognize that. And, you know, this is just, you know, tip of the iceberg. This is just a mini handwriting analysis. There's so much more that if I wanted to get into it, we could really, really see who you are and at your core. I know I checked with you before we started recording, and I know that somewhere in your handwriting, you are trying to deceive me, Kaylee. Yes, I am. All right. So we're going to try to see if I can spot the lie. And of course, this is something that I'm still learning and I'm practicing and I'm playing with and I am getting better. For me, when I looked at your writing and I'm, I, when I'm going to look to try to see where are you deceiving me, of course, I'm going to look to find where is there an anomaly? Where do you really deviate from your baseline of what's normal for you? And the best way for me to spot that is always to turn your handwriting sample upside down. Sort of like, you know, when a proofreader reads backwards, mm -hmm. it's the same kind of idea is we're going to turn that page upside down. So we see what really jumps out at us. And for you, what really jumps out at me is your actual baseline. When we have it sitting the right direction, you have, um, you, your writing is relatively straight, but it goes ever so slightly uphill. It just gently moves its way up. So it's not straight across. It just goes up a little bit, indicating that, you know, during those times where you might feel a little bit challenged, you're still going to be positive. You're going to give yourself a pep talk and you're going to remind yourself that, you know what, tomorrow is another day and it's going to be better. Yes. How do you know me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's so clear. That one's easy to see, except we see in the last line of your first paragraph, where suddenly things really jump. It's not all of a sudden this nice gentle slope going up. It's like it jumps. You say Dorothy and restore Oz to its previous glory. And it, there's a substantial jump in that line. Then in the line that follows, you say one book I do not recommend is Deadfall by Stephen Wallenfels. And suddenly that one drops down. It drops way hmm. down. And so when I looked at it upside down, I really saw this really strange illusion where it's like the lines are moving away from one another. So my guess for your deception is that when you suddenly jumped up where you said uh, to its previous glory, I think you were suddenly remembering that oh, I have to write a lie. And so in the next line, I would actually question that whether or not you're uh, I, I would, I would question the next line. I think you're trying to deceive me. And then there's more to the story. When you say the one book that I would not recommend is Deadfall. And I think maybe perhaps you would. So I actually would still not recommend Deadfall. Okay. Tell me where you put the lie. Okay. I actually had a hard time trying to figure out how to put a lie in here. So I decided because we wanted to make sure it was factual that I switched the author's name so um, the Dorothy Must Die series is actually by Danielle Page instead of Page Daniel. I just flipped her first and last name. 
Very nice. I figured that was factual, but also incorrect. So you were doing any research prior or just reviewing the sample, you would be able to kind of figure it out that it was factual. It was nothing based on my emotion or my opinion. There you go. Well, that is and very tricky, Kaylee, because you put it in your cursor. And remember at the beginning, I said I didn't really pay a lot of attention to your cursor. Oh. Very well done. Well done. Well, thank you. <laughs> and you know what's funny is as I look at this now, now that I know where it is, look at how Danielle does drop. Yes. It does. It goes downhill. It goes right downhill. So then that just must mean that when you're not recommending deadfall, you actually feel a little bit emotionally invested in that. That brought up some strong emotions for you because your baseline dropped. I actually did. Um, I ran a book club and we read deadfall and we all had some very significant um, criticism towards it. And so I think maybe that's where those emotions are coming from is we read it as a book club group and then we kind of dissected it and talked about the author writing the way he did and the ending and kind of not being conscious of the female experience during that book. And so it's obviously a women's book club. So there was a lot of us that <laughs> felt as though he did not do justice to some of the female characters that he had written about. So perhaps that's where my emotions are coming out when I make the lines. <laughs> And that's what it will be then. There is, you do feel very strongly. That in fact is a real recommendation of do not do this. Do not read this book. Do not support it. Thank you for doing that. Oh, you're welcome. It's always fun. And I know it can cause people a little bit of anxiety to try to do that too. This was awesome. Even this very mini sample, getting to know myself through my own handwriting through you has been an eye-opening experience. And I recommend it to everyone ever to get their <laughs> Handwriting analysis, it does bring out um, some qualities in us as humans that we are probably aware of, but we may or may not own them, I guess. And so I definitely own that I'm sensitive type of person and I, I work through that myself and I work around it, I guess. But I also know that, you know, I can kind of work in my own independent space and I like to connect with people on a deeper level. So it's very awesome to see that what I've always thought were positive attributes about myself come out in my own handwriting. And I love how you phrase that because also sometimes when people look at their handwriting and they think, oh, I don't like this feature about my, my writing itself. But then when they hear actually what that relates to is something else, it means a little bit more. Then they're all of a sudden like, oh, maybe it's okay then that I do that. Yes, actually, before you and I talked, I when I did the sample, I thought, gosh, I hate my handwriting. I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> And so I was like, well, we'll see what happens and we'll see what she says because I'll be, like I said, I'm as interested to know, but yes, I definitely don't enjoy my, my day-to-day -day handwriting. And um, like many people, if I'm doing something that's a little more professional, I probably try to change it and very much concentrate on changing it. But I'm glad that what you see, like I had said, is, is bringing out positive attributes that I do enjoy about myself. Yeah, that's good. And and now you can take that and say, no, this is just an extension of me. Yes. I want other girls and women to accept themselves and to be okay with who they are. And you can look at your writing and say, hey, this is just an extension of me and I can be okay with it. A hundred percent. I love that. The other thing is ultimately handwriting is a means of communication. That's what it's for. And we're taught a certain way of doing it. 
the copy book, the textbook way, but nobody writes that way. And in fact, if you did, I would be a little bit alarmed if I saw copy book writing. It's really at the heart of it. It's about communication and yours is very clear. It's very legible. It's very organized. So it is successful in doing what it's intended to do. There is absolutely nothing to be ashamed of or embarrassed by about your writing. Thank you. That's so sweet. You're welcome. Well, cheers. I have got just water today. I have several podcasts to record, so I got to keep my voice and throat hydrated. (laughs) What do you have in your mug? That's fair. Um, It is actually a snowy and very cold day here in Ohio. So I have hot chocolate today because it warmed me up while we were hanging out today. Very nice. Did you have like one of those hot chocolate bombs with the marshmallows and chocolate chips? And I did not. I should have thought of that. No, I just had a hot chocolate packet. Very good. That is delightful. And you know, I'm thinking at the end of my day, because it's not super warm here either, I'm thinking once I'm done recording my podcast, that sounds like a really good idea to have some hot chocolate. Yes, it's delicious today. Awesome. Well, you enjoyed. And thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. If you're wanting to hear more from Teresa and her guests, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice and follow her on Instagram at handwriting underscore PI. Hey, did you know that the best compliment you can give me is a referral to someone else? Please help spread the word about a most unusual tea party and my guest and share it with your network or someone who might find it interesting. If you enjoyed the show and want to know more about graphology and what Teresa is doing, be sure to head over to the website at www.handwritingpi.ca slash hashtag newsletter and subscribe to Handwriting PI's newsletter. You'll get early notice of future guests on the podcast. You'll see full samples of the handwriting and get more tips for analyzing handwriting on your own. And if you have it in your heart, leave a tip in the tip jar found at www.handwritingpi.ca. The Tea Party is professionally edited by the amazingly talented Casey Broda. If you would like to contact her or inquire about her services, look for at Casey Broda on Instagram. That's at C-A-S-E-Y-B-R-O-D-A. And finally, if you want to have an audio handwriting analysis done, like you hear here on the show, send us an email at handwritingpi at gmail.com asking for information about our AHA program. Thanks for listening.